You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Weatherman. Powered up for another edition of Gun on One, the podcast. It is powered by Patterson Square Garden. I'm Derek Gunn. We're talking NFL. I can't believe it, but we're talking NFL training camps. And when you look at the Philadelphia Eagles, a multitude of issues to talk to. And so for this particular podcast, I'm bringing in a guy who knows the league backwards and forwards. I love watching his Baldies breakdowns on Twitter. Um, I've known him for a long time. He is a good friend of mine. I, I have the utmost respect for his work. My man Brian Baldinger, NFL Network, Odyssey, Compass Media Sky. I don't know who else he works for, but he's got like 25, 30 W-2s. What's up, Baldy? Hey, listen, Derek, uh, much respect to you. I, I got to admit, I mean, I'm, I'm a little selfish like this. I like making trips to the bank. That's just good. <laughs> you know, like, that's a good, that's a good moment in, in any day. That, uh, that I'm around. So the more people that say, Baldy, we'd like to have you, as you're finding out there, the more people that I make new friends with, I'm all for it. <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more, man. You know, I, I must admit to you through the years, in the offseason, I have lived vicariously through you because every time I look up in the offseason, you're in Costa Rica, you're in some faraway place. And I just saw recently that you posted a video of El Porto, California, which is near Manhattan Beach, California, correct? Yeah, right. I've, yeah. I've, been, I've been to Manhattan a number of times. I never even heard of El Porto. How did you find this place, man? Uh, I mean, first of all, Derek, you're probably not a part of the surf community. I'm just guessing. No, no. Probably have not been on a longboard. No, I have a fear of sharks. I'm not doing it. Okay, all right. I have. I actually like sharks, and I have <laughs> So that puts me in a different different waters. But uh, El Porto, yeah, like I follow surfers because surfers always take you to new lands. And yeah. so, um, El Porto is one of the great breaks in Southern California. It is right on the edge. It's really actually in El Segundo, right on the border of Manhattan Beach. Um, I actually have uh, one of my sisters and my mother live in El Segundo. So I was just out visiting. So um, 
I, I paid I paid the beach break a little bit of a, a visit the other day. <laughs> well, I know COVID has kind of hindered some of your um, your travels, but did you get away to any exotic place this year? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I did. I was in. I I went down to El Salvador twice this year, and I feel like I discovered like what is going to blossom into like a really great destination for a lot of people. So great people. They built an incredible infrastructure of roads. They've got five straight hours of world-class beaches. They had the uh, Olympic surf trials in Surf City this year. Um, it's, there's nothing not to like, and the price is just perfect. Wow. Yeah. Well, I, I can't wait to see where you go next. But, you know, as you know, uh, you know this Eagles team as yeah. well as anybody around. And, man, what what a what a soap opera this offseason has been. And in a general sense, as we, we, we are now entrenched in training camp and we look at this team on the surface, is it a team we should expect to disappoint us or is it a wait-and-see issue with this team? I'd lean more towards uh... – away from disappointment. I, okay. I I like a lot of the makeup of this team, Derek. I think the offensive line is going to come back healthy, intact. We'll see how long it lasts. But I've been around Lane Johnson, Brandon Brooks this offseason. They look ready to go. Uh, it's been a while since they've both been healthy together. Um, we've got a nice, good battle going on at left tackle. We'll probably get to it. Uh, Sam Milo, Kelsey. I mean, it, that – if. The offensive line, as you know, yeah, if it's yep. intact and it's performing well, it's a good bromide for any team. And then if you add Nick Sirianni and his staff, which we'll get to, but they want to run the ball there. Yeah. Um, if you can run the ball and your offensive line can protect the quarterback pretty well, you're gonna you're you're not gonna disappoint. You're gonna be in a lot of football games, and I think that's where. I, if I was starting to really evaluate this team, that's right where I would go. Is Nick Sirianni the next great offensive mind in the NFL? Because we've already started to hear a little rumor that, you know, former NFL running back Michael Robinson put out there that some Eagles um, have basically said they question whether or not he can lead this team. And then, of course, I had Lane Johnson on my podcast recently, and he said, oh, yeah, well, say names then, because we don't need that in this locker room right now. How do you see Nick Sirianni making a transition from Frank Reich's assistant to now running his own show? I think, you know, Bill Walsh once said that you don't have to coach with a big stick. You don't have to be Vince Lombardi. You, you have to be a teacher. There's different ways to coach, right? Yep. And so Nick Sirianni, you know, you have to look at the, the history of all these guys. Garner, his dad was his high school football coach. One of his brothers is the head coach at Washington Jefferson outside of uh, Pittsburgh. His other brother is a high school. He's a coach. He's been around all, all of his vacations, including when he got hired this year, were coaching vacations, going to see clinics, you know, doing all the things that coaches do. Uh, you know, he, he's been a coach his whole life. I, I think he's got his own philosophy. We have to wait and kind of see it play out. You can't learn it in a press conference. Um, and that doesn't really matter anyways. How you are in the room, how you are on the field, and then how you coach your coaches, Derek. We got a young staff. They've got a kid, and I say kid, Derek. 
Their yep. linebacker coach is Nick Rails. I got to know him this offseason. He's 27 years old. That's crazy. I, it is crazy. I mean, we remember when John Gruden came and he was 31, and we thought he was like a kid. This is 27. <laughs> so, but he's, but he, he, you know, he's really committed. He's really smart. He's learned from Mike Zimmer. But that's what the, that's that's what their staff is. Outside of Jeff Stoutland, a couple guys, it is a bunch of young guys that are hungry to prove themselves. And what I've heard from Jalen and Lane and different guys that have been around this all season is they like what they have seen this all season. Now, when you get to Sundays, Derek, and they got to make those decisions in the moment, right. and we're all there ready to pounce on good decision, fourth down, field goals, punt, you know, uh, instant replay, all the decisions you got to make in real time. We got to wait and see on that. Nobody knows. Mm. You know? And so that's all that is all to come. But I think when they put the 90 guys in the room starting tomorrow, which, you know, I don't know when this airs exactly, Derek, but yeah. you know, July 27th when they report and they all come into that big room over at Novacare that we've all been in and they start giving the direction and the message, I think they're going to have an awful lot of attention by the players in that room. As you just mentioned a moment ago, the offensive line is going to be huge for the success or failure of this team in 2021. And let's start with the left tackle position. I mean, obviously, that's going to be pivotal in terms of protecting Jalen Hurts' blind side. You played the offensive line position for a number of years. You study it inside and out in your baldy breakdowns. When you look at the battle there between Andre Dillard and Jordan Mailata, who emerges as one of the starting five there? Well, Mailata played really well. Uh, for long stretches last year, Derek. I mean, really, really well. He was on his feet. He's an unbelievable athlete. He moves. He moves bodies. He's a powerful, powerful man, and he stayed healthy for the first time. We have not seen Andre Dillard in two years, basically. So they tell me I haven't seen him, but they tell me he's twenty pounds heavier. That he's more committed. He's stronger. He needed to get stronger, Derek. Uh, he was a young kid when he, and you know, he wasn't a run blocker at a Washington State. He needed to become more physical and stronger. So we're going to see the best of Andre Dillon. They've got a world-class coach. He's not giving the job to anybody. They're going to have to earn it. My, my initial feeling is this is Jordan Malata's job to lose. Regardless of Andre Dillard being a first-round pick that they traded up for, they've got to put the five best players on the field. And we'll, we'll see. But I think Malata has a little bit of an advantage right now. Okay. Because of the way he played last year. If they stabilize that left side, and if Lane and Brandon Brooks stay healthy, in your mind, is this one of the top offensive lines in the National Football League? Write it down. They're, they're top five. Okay. Top five because they know how to, you know, Samalo and Kelsey, Brooks and Lane, they know how to play together. Now you got to add the left tackle in. You know, we'll see how, you know, Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz, that combination, whatever it is. But because they're part of it, but they know how to play together. They know what it's supposed to feel like. They know when they're going up against Atlanta week one, when they're winning the battle, they know, they know what it feels like. And so if they come together and it, I don't think it'll take long, but they come together, they're going to be fun to watch. Mm. That man under center, Jalen Hurts, um, are, are you convinced 
that he can be a quality NFL quarterback? I want Baldy's breakdown on Jalen Hurts. Well, I have no reservations whatsoever, Derek, about the leader, the man, the athlete, the person. No doubt about yeah. the conviction that he carries himself with. I worked out with him a little bit this offseason. He's up at 4.30. He's on the field at 5 every morning. Um, he, he's, he's a world-class athlete. Now, I told him, you know, because – you know, Baldy's breakdowns, you got to tell the truth. That's right. I said, I told Jalen, I said, look, you can't read the rush. You know, against Washington Dallas at the end of the season, he was reading the rush. And, and he was just looking to run. You can't play quarterback like that. Now, can you break that habit? Well, if you've got a pretty strong offense line in front of you, that's a good start to keep your eyes down the field. Um, he told, he has said that the only person that has ever really coached was Lincoln Riley. He had three offensive coordinators. He had Sark and, you know, he had all these guys, you know, in Alabama and Doug and his staff in Philadelphia. He said, these guys didn't coach him. They told him what, you know, what the play was. They rehearsed the play, but they didn't, he wants to be coached. So Brian Johnson, the quarterback coach coming, uh, he knows him well. Like if I think if you coach him up the way Lincoln Riley did, mm -hmm. I think there is a, a big jump that he can make. You know, I wonder what's going through his young mind right now. He has four games of NFL experience that we're judging him on right now. Just last year, we, we watched Carson Wentz play the game looking over his shoulder because the Birds drafted a Jalen Hurts. Now it's Jalen Hurts' show until further notice because these rumors are heating up about the Eagles have serious, having serious interest in Deshaun Watson. And I know for a fact the Eagles do have serious interest in Deshaun Watson. It's just a matter of not are they willing to pay the price to get him. What kind of adverse effect can that have on a young quarterback? Knowing Jalen, like I think I know only going to motivate him there. It's not mm. going to be the adverse effect that we saw from Carson a year ago. That's not going to happen. And there's two, there's two parts of this equation. Even if they make a deal for Deshaun, there's going to be a pretty, pretty good chance that he's going to miss a good chunk of the season just on what the league is going to do. And, you know, all the legal things that have to get ironed out. Right. And so somebody has to start against Atlanta on, on you know, September 12th. <laughs> I think Jalen will take on, you know, because he, he did it at Alabama. He did it at Oklahoma. He did it last year. Like, he'll take on all challenges. His father was his high school coach at Channel View. He could have gone to the number one high school in Houston, North Shore High School, one of those, the big, you know, the, the schools he get recruited every year. He stayed and played for his dad, you know. And so I think this guy is all about competition. And look, Deshaun Watson is a world, I mean, he's a phenomenal player. If Deshaun would come, uh, it more than likely he's, he's going to be the starter, you know, like whenever that is. But in the meantime, all you can do is get the best from Jalen. And I don't believe he's a guy that's going to look over his shoulder, not talk to Deshaun Watson, right. not have like the stuff that happened last year is not going to happen with this guy. Uh, I, I want to I want to take a look now at a couple of key positions and, and get your perspective on them. And let's start with that number one draft pick, Devonta Smith. Uh, obviously, he has a potential to be an electric player at the next level, and obviously will enhance a very young receiving core for this Eagles team. But when you look at where the Eagles took him at that number ten position, was he the player that they needed? When you consider how many holes they needed to fill on that team, I think they did, Derek. Okay, 
you know, I don't know if they swung and missed on Jalen Rager, but it was a real disappointment last year. And you know this history of wide receivers in Philadelphia, going back to Andy Reid or Ray Rhodes. I mean, Irving Fryer comes to mind. Mike Quick comes to mind as a, as a drafted player and a free agent. But they really have not had great players at that position. Alshon for a year. I mean, you, you can just – they needed a star. And they traded up. The Giants were going to take him, Derek, at 11. They had to trade up to go. They wanted to get one of those four players, you know, Jalen Waddle and, you know, you know, Sam, you know, like, you know, all the guys that were in front of them. Yep. You know, they needed one of those four guys. And they needed to build whoever's at the quarterback position with a true number one wide receiver. And I believe that they they struck gold with Devontae. I I, I haven't seen anything that tells me that this guy can't be a bona fide number one wide receiver. Do you see any other players in this rookie class that can step in immediately and give significant contributions? I like the kid Kenneth Gainwell from Memphis. Milton Williams out of Louisiana Tech, the D-tackle, I don't know a whole lot about. Um, but, but do you see any of these other kids stepping in right away to help this team out? Well, I do. Um, you mentioned Kenneth Gainwell. Yeah. I, I was in, uh, I was at this offensive line masterminds uh, clinic in Dallas uh, two weeks ago, Derek, and the head coach of Memphis was there. And I was asking him because he coached Antonio Gibson and Gainwell. Sure. And Gibson, of course, is in Washington now, but he was telling me about Gainwell and, you know, he, he's got zero tread off the tire. He's in a, he's an elite route run. I mean, he's just a big time talent. And I think he's going to add an impact right away. Right away. Um, you know, I think this kid from LSU uh, has a real chance uh, in the secondary. Uh, you know, I think Zach McPherson has a real chance from Texas Tech. Um, I think all those guys, you know, have a chance. I, I, I told guys in the front office uh, of the Eagles, they need to find three starters in this draft. And they might, you know, if you, if you, if Gainwell comes on, like I think he can, you say, okay, he, He's the rotational back with Miles. So you kind of consider that, you know, a starter. I think they might have three from this class. I, I look at this Bird's defense, and a, a few months ago, it, it looked like a sieve uh, on paper in a lot of ways. But since then, they've added a Ryan Kerrigan. Obviously, um, he lost his starting job, was a rotational player his last year with, with Washington. They bring in a linebacker, and, and Eric Wilson, who, who's a tackling machine. Uh, they go out and get Anthony Harris for the Vikings, who had a lot of great years. From, and then they recently add Steve Nelson uh, from Pittsburgh. Does the defense look a lot better or a little better with those additions? Well, you can line up with a pretty good starting 11 right now, Derek. Okay. I think you could have a pretty good defensive line rotation with what they have, which is how this defense is built. Um, it's a four-man front. You know, it's a, it's an all-effort defense. They're going to run to the ball. They're going to look like an amoeba. They, they look better. Now, are there – they need Darius Slay to look like Darius Slay. He didn't look mm -hmm. like last year. Uh, they need him to be a confident um, – real confident number one corner that can match up with Amari and, and you know, the guys. Right. And, and I, I question whether he looked like that last year. So, but they look better on paper right now, Derek, than they did with the guys that you just mentioned, because they're professionals. They, they can line up and play and you can find a lot of good football from all those guys that you just mentioned. 
I don't know that, you know, they're, they're the Washington football team right now. Right. Or even the New York Giants, you know, because I think those are two top 10 defenses for sure. But I think they look a lot better than the sieve you mentioned, you mm-hmm. know, that I thought, you know, that they were a year ago. Sure. Is Steve Nelson the perfect compliment for Darius? We'll see. Well, you know, we'll see how, you know, Matt, you know, you go up, uh, you know, against Washington, you're going to see, you know, pretty right. good, you know, Calvin Ridley is, is a pretty good player and Fitz, you will see. And, you know, you're going to see two really good wide receivers in San Francisco in week two. And then of course, Dallas on Monday night, that's, you know, that's September's lineup for Philadelphia and they're going to get right. tested that number two corner, Steve Nelson, if he is that guy, I think he's going to get competition from Zach McPherson myself, but you know, we'll, we'll find out pretty quickly in September, whether he's the answer. So, so we look at an Eagles team that we don't know who the left tackle is. We don't know what kind of quarterback Jalen Hurts is going to be. Um, we don't know what kind of mindset Zach Hurts is going to be in when he comes back to camp. Uh, you look at a defense that has question marks, and, and you just mentioned coming out of the gate, you know, for, for a team supposedly that has the easiest schedule in the National Football League, they start at Atlanta, San Francisco, a big game against Dallas, and then Kansas City. I think those four games will give us a true insight as to what this team is or isn't. Would you agree or disagree with no, that? No, there's no question. <laughs> you throw in, you know, a rookie, inexperienced coaching staff. Yeah. Eric, yeah, I mean, you're going to find out an awful lot. Now, it's a 17-game schedule this year. Yep. You've got chance, you got a time to, you know, put, you know, to come together, gain some confidence, put a streak together, you know, and – just like, you know, Philadelphia in 2017, when they put that nine game win streak together, um, you know, it, you know, it really started, you know, with a win on the road against the Chargers and you know, all that stuff that happened, it can snowball pretty quickly in a good direction. Sure. Um, but, you know, I think they're all going to be kind of learning a lot about themselves. Now they've got their veteran, you know, core leaders and they've got to play big. I mean, we need more from Fletcher Cox this year. Then we saw last year, you need more from Brandon Graham, you know, um, all those guys, um, you know, we, we've got to find, you know, they've, they've got to deliver. Uh, they're counting on them. They're paying them, you know, big numbers to, to be impactful players. They got to lead, they got to set examples and they got to perform, but that's a good test to start. I mean, forget about Kansas city. I don't even want to mention that. <laughs> you know, everybody's looking up at Kansas city in this league. You, you look at that NFC East, man, and, and it was a mess last year. The winning team has a losing record. You're being and, kind, Derek. You're being kind, Colin. <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to be nice. It's summer. The weather's warm. Yes. We really haven't hit the ground. But that NFC East was a mess in 2020. But now you look moving forward. Dak Prescott is back with a big new contract. You look at the weapons he has surrounding him. That Washington defense, I expected to be a monster. The Giants go out and give Daniel Jones some serious weapons in Galladay and the kid they drafted in the first round. Daniel Jones is under the microscope now because this is, what, year three for him. So he's under the microscope. Ryan Fitzpatrick taking over down in, in, in D.C. area. Do you have a clear-cut favorite in this division, Baldy? Well, as you know, Derek, you know, nobody has repeated as an NFC East champion since the Eagles did in the early 2000s. Right. We're talking about almost a 20-year stretch without a team winning the division. That's I, crazy. It is crazy. I mean, I, I don't know the history of all these different divisions, but I, I can't imagine any division without a repeat winner over that stretch of time. But 
my gut tells me because of what I think they're of what they're doing in Washington, that they have the best chance. And the one thing I like about Washington, first of all, that was a, a complete cesspool before Ron Rivera got there on every level. I agree. Ownership, management, it was just a cesspool, Derek. There's no other way to describe it. And for Ron Rivera to come in and really clean it up in a year, now 79 or 79, but they cleaned that mess up. And, you know, they, they you, you saw a future to this team. You know, Chase Young helps out a lot. You know, I think he's got a lot of room to grow. But that, what I like about that team is a lot of teams go out there and they reach for these quarterbacks and they overpay for, you know, free agency. And they think they have a guy and they just slap it together and it falls apart. This team is sort of the opposite. They said, when the quarterback when our team is right, we'll go get the quarterback. And when we get them, mm-hmm. we're going to have a really good team. Because it's hard. Seattle's finding this out. A lot of these teams are finding out. When you've got to pay the quarterback, you know, a, a fourth of your salary cap, like they do in Seattle, it's hard to build a team around it. So go get, a, you know, a guy that knows how to play, Ryan Fitzpatrick. But let's keep building around that position. And I, I like that approach. Um Look, if you can find Patrick Mahomes, you get Patrick Mahomes. You know, I mean, that's, you know, and you go win a Super Bowl and then you just keep going. But if you don't have that guy, you're not 100% certain about that guy. Then, you know, like the Giants aren't certain and who know, you know, all these teams keep building, keep adding pieces. And that's what Washington has done. You know, I noticed that you are on everybody's podcast network. You are breaking down the Chargers. You're breaking down the Cleveland Browns. Are you breaking down all 32 teams for any and everybody who calls on Brian Baldinger's expertise? I do get a lot of requests, Derek. Um, <laughs> the, a bomb is going to go off about midweek this week, and I, I'm on a training camp tour. It's going to take me to about 12 cities here over the next two and a half weeks. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so – I'm kind of in camp mode, right? I mean, I am happy to talk football with anybody, Derek. Right. Uh, it's especially since we're so close. I mean, this yes. is special to me. But you know, I, I I'm I feel privileged that people you know value my opinion. Right. But honest to God, like I'm done talking about what you think <laughs> is going to happen. I want to go eyeball these teams and see right. for myself what's going on. Like I remember. Last year, uh, I, I, I went up in the COVID world. I went to see the Giants. I didn't know Joe Judge. I didn't right. know Patrick Graham. But, I mean, I went and I watched that team work. And I said, all right, I, I kind of like the, I like what I'm hearing. And I saw a defense jump and leap, you know, like make a huge jump last year. And that Patrick Graham could coach. He's going to be a head coach. And so sometimes you just got to go hear it, Derek. You know, like the days when, you know, Jim Johnson would be barking, you know, out there at Lehigh and whether it was Trotter or, you know, whoever, That's right. like he got their attention. Like I, I sometimes you just got to hear practice and that's what I'm looking forward to, you know, just eyeballing it, seeing it, seeing these guys run, seeing the movement, listening to the coaches. I, I'm ready to go, you know, start 2021. What would you do without football in your life, man? Well, I mean, um, I have besides travel. 
I mean, I would probably, you know, be pearl diving in the South Japan Sea. Oh, my God. You know, trying to hold my breath for four minutes and dive for pearls or, um, you know, I might be going to surf contest and doing the analysis. You know, I mean, maybe I'd be starting my own podcast network there. It's hard to say, uh, but I would I'd find a way to fill the void. All right. Give me your top three things on your personal bucket list that you have not achieved yet. But at some point in Brian Baldinger's life, he's going to climb those mountains. Well, I have climbed Mount Kilimanjaro in Africa, Derek. So that's, I'm not surprised one that's bit. Off the list. I always wanted to drive from Texas to Argentina. Just drive, you know, Why? right through Central America, Colombia. You know, I like that part of the world. You know, I, I get along with the people real good. Um, I don't like I believe I believe that there's evil governments and there's evil people. Right. There isn't really, you know, these countries are full of great people, like in El yeah. Salvador, you know, in Nicaragua, but they might get bad reputations. I, I just want to drive through it, you know, and carve my own path, like Baldi's path right through it. I, I, I would like to do that. Um, you know, I, I want to go dive with Pacific Banner Rays and in uh, Kona, Hawaii. I know I've, I, I've been close to doing it, but I haven't gotten there yet. But I need to dive in the Pacific Mantas to see the the majestic, you know, things about them. And, you know, if somehow I not that I play the lottery, Derek, but if I would win the lottery. Right. You know, I might be in a position to own an NFL football team one day, you know, and I would never discount something like that happen. I've had a lot of good fortune in my life happen somehow, like. I feel like I should be one of the 32 owners of the team. <laughs> I believe you can achieve it if you wanted to. You know, you know that stretch of road you're talking about driving yeah. from Texas to Argentina. Man, there's a lot of dangerous paths on those roads, man. There's a there's a lot of unsavory elements between Texas and Argentina. Yeah, but you know, I probably end up in in Antarctica, you know, <laughs> I've flown to Antarctica, but I haven't taken a boat to Antarctica. I think there's a big difference. Um, I need to swim the, the Straits of Magellan. You know, there's just things in Patagonia that I, I'd like to do. Sure. Uh, you know, almost like a Portuguese explorer, you know, um, you know, have done 500 years ago. But um, I'd like to kind of retrace some of those steps. But I, I think I'm just going to bring just a, uh, a fountain of good karma with me. And I'm just going to attract good people along the way. Well, I'm, I'm going to follow you no matter what by way of social media, brother, okay. because some of those things that you want to do, D-Gun's not attempting some of those things at all, man. I've watched the movie Jaws and the yeah. movie The Meg too many times. I'm not doing it, man. Well, here's the thing, Derek. Yeah. Like, I know that you're a grill master. Yes. So, you know, when I'm in Argentina, I'm bringing yes. back the best beef in the world for you to throw on the grill, and we'll t- share some stories and some of the fresh cut red meat in the world and uh, we can have a good barbecue and talk about it. now see that's 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 my up my alley brother we, we would definitely do that hey, hey getting back on the nfl track for just a moment um the league mm-hmm. is putting a lot of pressure on players to take this uh, vaccine now and coaches and front office personnel to take this vaccine to the point i think as it stands right now a little bit over 83 percent of players have been vaccinated the league sends out this memo that any game that's forfeited 
uh, w- w- any game that it has to be rescheduled and can't be rescheduled within the 18-week format mm-hmm. will be considered a forfeit. The opposition gets the win, and neither team will get their pay for that particular week. Uh, what do you what do you make of this in terms of trying to force everybody to get on track with this this vaccine? Well, you know, a year ago at this time, Derek, there yep. wasn't many people that had a positive outlook that we we're going to play a 256 game schedule. You're right, full postseason. And somehow we navigated the dangerous waters of this pandemic and we did it. Now we have a vaccination that can make that a little bit more achievable this year in a 17 game schedule, a lot more games, you know, postseason whole thing. So the league cannot afford Derek to have one player, coach, um, fan, whatever, fall prey to, to this pandemic, not in this social media world. We just can't have one. We can't have that that negative thing happen when a lot of it is preventable. And so the league wants to be a beacon in how to go forward with this, you know, with the the new variants that are out there and the way that it seems to be, you know, uh, transmissible at this point. Mm -hmm. If they, if, you know, starting at the commissioner's office on down through the, our NFL network, like we have to take every precaution so that this is, we, we will, we have to play these games. There's a lot at stake sure. for the fans, for the finances, the whole thing. I, I don't disagree with the approach. Does it bother you that some players and coaches are taking the stance still that I'm not taking this shot because we don't really know what's in this shot. You look at what has happened. A couple of offensive line coaches, Minnesota and new England have bowed out. Mm-hmm. Deandre Hopkins put out there on social media. He's contemplating retirement. Then he took it off of his social media status. And Cole Beasley has been at war with everybody on Twitter from fellow players to just general followers about why he's not taking that shot. Could this blow up? Not if it's just a small group, Derek. It- okay. But, you know, if I, I'm not here to defend players that have that stance. Right. But, you know, players feel like they have an S on their chest. You know, they all, I mean, that's how they kind of go through this whole process. But forget about the pandemic. They believe that they're invincible. That's part of what makes them an NFL player. Right. Now, there is, you know, it's a little bit different than saying, okay, I can take a hit over the middle. Right. You know, um, you know, I can uh, withstand the rigors of a 16-game schedule. I mean, I, you know, there, there's a certain amount of Superman, put the cape on, go play the game mentality. This, this is a little bit of a different enemy that we're up against right here. But, you know, players, they still have that choice. The NFL has sort of made their stance there. Players can make their choice. And so it may be at odds with what the league is saying. They might have to pay the consequences. If you were playing the game today, would you take the shot? I would take the shot because I would want to, I would not want to be that outsider that would have to go through all of these other hoops like they did last year just to get into the building. Right. You know, I mean, they're not going to shower with the team. They're not going to eat with the team. They're going to have a different meeting place. They're going to be on Zoom if they don't do this. And so I would, and I know players that don't want to take the shot, but did Derek, for this mm-hmm. reason, mm-hmm. they didn't want to be the outcast on the team. They didn't want to make it difficult every day just to be a member of the team. 
-hmm. And so they took it. And they had their reasons for being at odds. Some of it is we don't know what the long-term effects are, uh, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And so, but the players did it. And I would be probably in that camp. I probably would be a little, I would relent a little bit going, let me, my immune system work Let me. But I would say, this is a team game. We have to sacrifice things. Right. I would do it to be a member of the team and, and to make things easier in a day in day out basis and safer. Since that initial memo, now the NFL wants teams to identify their players, players as those who were vaccinated, those who are not. Uh, J.C. Treader of the Browns, who's the NFLPA president, said, hey, we didn't agree to this. So I can see there's going to be a little tension between the two parties because the league keeps adding a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. Well, it's because, you know, there's it, it, it isn't it hasn't been vanquished yet. Derek. Yeah, it hasn't yeah. been vanquished. I mean, if if we saw the numbers just dropping, then they probably wouldn't be ramping things up. Um, they want fans in the stands. They want fans. I mean, you know, on July 27th, on uh, Saturday or July 31st, on Saturday night, yep. they're going to have 37,000 fans to watch the Minnesota Vikings practice, you know, as we go off the air of the NFL Network. I mean, they want that sort of participation. They want the NFL back. And as long as this thing is out there and it's not going away, then they've got to put certain steps in. And so J.C. Treaders, you know, I mean, I, I read, you know, his, his statement, but we wear wristbands for a lot of different reasons, Derek. Right. And cause yep. the whole thing. Like I, when I read that, I thought that's not a bad thing, you know, mm-hmm. just to let people know, because people don't know who's been vaccinated, who's taking the shots, you know, all that kind of stuff. So to me, it seemed like a, a pretty simple approach to just identify those that are vaccinated and those mm-hmm. aren't. Well stated, my friend. Hey, I know not only are you a great explorer, but you're also a very health conscious. And I've noticed that you've been promoting a, a product lately called Core Natural Science. Yeah. Can you tell me what that's all about and why it's why you're so in, in tune with it and, and what does it do for people? Well, first of all, Derek, I, I, they had seven main products. Okay. You know, everything from weight loss to, I mean, you, you name it. I mean, uh, you know, immunity, like all right. these different uh, factors. And so I, somebody came to me and said, Hey, do you want to, you know, you want to try these products? So I took them for a month and then I got my blood tested and I had the lowest blood scores. I mean, everything from cholesterol, A1C, like all these primers, as we get older, we sort of pay more attention to. Sure. And I had the lowest scores, the lowest A1C score, the lowest cholesterol. Score. I mean, I had been under 190 in cholesterol in 25 years and I was, you know, in the 180s. And all these things, I'm like, there's something really to this. So I, I said, okay, now that I feel comfortable about it and I feel like it's helping me, let me explore this. Let me study the products and let me start promoting it. And that's that's where I've gotten with it. But, you know, the, the call letters TQLB, if you know you want to follow them. But yeah, Core Natural Scientists, I mean, it's just a new wave. They're in, you know, GNC stores. They're out there. You can buy them online, all this stuff. But I believe in the benefits of the products, Derek, myself. Wow. Brian Baldinger, endorser of Better Health Style, uh, football expert extraordinaire, NFL Network, Odyssey, Compass, Media, Sky. I can't thank you for taking the time to talk to me, man. And uh, hopefully I can call on you again uh, down the road as we get the season and uh, we get a better understanding of what these Philadelphia Eagles are or are not. 
Gunner, just a phone call away, buddy. Anytime. Anything I can do. All the best, buddy. Like, let's, let's enjoy this, this ride together this season. I appreciate it, my friend. And that's going to wrap up this latest edition of Gun on One, the podcast brought to you by Patterson Square Garden. For my man, Brian Baldinger, I'm Derek Gunn. Hey, everybody, thanks for listening in. Take care of yourselves. And more importantly, be a blessing to each and every person you encounter. Until next time, so long. is a production of D-Gun Enterprises in Patterson Square Garden. Elvin Shabazian and Wes Pendleton are the executive producers on behalf of Patterson Square Garden. Lead producer is Derek Gunn. Associate producer is John McNeil. Sound design, mixing, and mastering by Elvin Shabazian. Original music by Weatherman. For more information about the podcast, visit gunonone.com. And please, don't forget to subscribe and give us a positive rating if you're feeling the show. Thank you. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.